o'clock here on the Sydney Mutiny Radio.fm or a podcast later at your own leisure. For a timestamp, it's Monday the 18th of November, and we're all here at Joke Workshop. Yay! Uh, the show where people are cool to each other and listen to each other's jokes, and that's super nice. And we remember that if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, you make the bread taste good, so... Comments are totally welcome and awesome, and that's what makes the show great. But be nice. There are microphones strewn about the room. We'll see which ones work whenever we figure that out. We're listening to Sunk in the Fills today. That's S-U-N-Q. That's Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. And Young Sun from the band The Wyatt Act, a local awesome band, but they have a side project called Sunk. We're going to be using them in the fills. Yay! Go check them out on SoundCloud or whatever. And uh, we're going to be right back in a second after I get the list. Yay! This is Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Bye. FM. We're going to get started here on this awesome open mic with your first comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Cody Abe. I dropped it. My money in there. Okay. How's everybody doing? Yeah, good, good. I, uh, I'm not doing too well. I hate my job. hate my fucking job. Uh, I'm at the point where I, like, if, like, some super villain were to take me hostage and you like, you get to keep your job or we're going to waterboard you for 20 seconds for the rest of your life. I'm willing to take my chances with the waterboarding. Like, you know, see if I'm ready for the Navy SEALs. If like ISIS is going to be there to take me, I'll be like, I'll be, I'll be ready. Like I just, I'll, I'll take, I'll take my chances with that. Um, no, I don't know. Like, uh, my job is basically like we're labeled as maintenance, but in reality, we're just you know janitors. And uh, this this one time, uh, my, like a one of my coworkers dropped something on the ground, and then I was like, I went off on him for like, why are you disrespecting this establishment? And he kind of just snapped back at me. He's like, Well, you're just a janitor, and I'm just like, Well, sir, uh, janitor comes from the Latin meaning uh, gatekeeper, so. I'm going to ask you this. Name five janitors, okay? All right, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was a stupid one. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, so I, uh, I'm, I was, for nine months, I lived with a conspiracy theorist uh, who happened to be my best friend's mom. 
and uh it was kind of awkward because every time uh, like my best friend didn't live there right so it, it was just awkward so i would look for i would look forward to when uh, he would visit so that you know i could talk to him and you know discuss about how much i was fucking his mom uh I was fucking his mom uh, out of a lot of money. Stole a lot of money from that woman. Uh, that's how I was able to afford anything in San Francisco. Uh, I uh, No, she was a conspiracy theorist, though, and that, that, kind, that part kind of sucked. Uh, and and the, it wasn't, it, it was, for the most part, it was okay, but it, it, it got really tense when I would walk down the stairs and uh, she would, like, the news would be playing and they'd be like, there's a crash on the 580 and she would look at me and just be like, you know, the Clintons are behind that, right? I was like, what? Uh, what do you mean? Like, so, so the chemtrails caused mind control on every Illuminati member uh, instated by the Clintons and the Clintons, you see, okay, and so... Uh, and that that was like the only awkward part. But like I I mean I I like conspiracy theories though. I do cuz you know I I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of indulging them cuz I think that they're just um, fan fiction about real life. Like like it just makes every like it's like fun speculation like if if the moon landing was fake that means Martin or that means uh, Stanley Kubrick's the best director of all time cuz like the moon landing right? Like you can't write that. That's crazy. Um yeah, so uh conspiracies. All right. Um I recently started skateboarding again. I went back I got back into skateboarding. Uh shortly after I realized that I was not good enough to go back to it. I merely just picked up a new hobby and that new hobby is very dangerous. Uh that new hobby uh made it harder for me to do things that I could do already. Uh, I spent 23 years walking up curbs, and then I spent a month falling, learning how to jump up it on a, on a wooden plank. Uh, that's probably not the smart, like I could, I, I got it so that I could get places faster, but it, 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 it made me just fall more. Uh, and you know, I've been falling a lot, like probably since I started about three months ago, I've fallen about, five times which doesn't seem like a lot because uh, you know five is not that big of a number but when you think about it the past six years was me uh, falling zero times and now I'm falling five times in a month that's like am I trying to be a stuntman or something or am I it's anyway uh, all right uh, yeah that's that's my new stuff Cody Abe, everyone. Cody Abe, yay, yay, Cody Abe. I have stuff. Um, conspiracy theory mom, I think that that's like its own punchline and you sort of gloss over it. I definitely hit that harder that the mom is the conspiracy theorist. And then I would do a whole thing about a misdirect in the beginning, but then like she's a lizard person I'm having sex with, but I'm Japanese, so I'm down with hentai kind of thing. If you're talking about conspiracy theories, the Anunnaki or the lizard people are there and you're Japanese so you can go into some hentai porn kind of thing maybe that conspiracy theories, she's a, you know, she's a, anyway. Uh, and then, because um, you already say Illuminati, so I think it's an easy switch to lizard people. And then um, you had a really great punchline, but I would just switch the order of it. You said, you said fan fiction real life and I would just switch it to real life pause fan fiction 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Real life pause fan fiction and then i feel like you can crowd work on conspiracies like hey what conspiracies do you believe in ah blah 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 la, la. and then you can sort of work off because people will yell weird shit at you and they'll probably say lizard people yeah I want but i would ask it, it's a good crowd work suggestion and then the last thing i had that new holiday is breaking my teeth oh that new hobby Oh, yeah, yeah, you picked up your hobby again, and that new hobby is breaking your teeth. The yeah, yeah. or breaking something, breaking my arm, breaking a finger. But, yeah, uh, I, I usually say losing my, my, my new hobby uh, is is being crippled or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, something but, uh, like that. Yeah, my new that. my new hobby is walking yeah, on yeah. crutches. Exactly, because you're skateboarding again. I lost teeth, and that's why I stopped skateboarding. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you okay. spit the teeth out in your hand. It's not cool. Other there are microphones. Hey, Cody. I just wrote things down. So okay, go. Hi. Oh. You don't, okay. Uh, what was the first joke you said again? Remind me of that. I had something. He didn't take notes. Dude, I had ADHD. You know, I, you know how locked uh, in I was on that one fucking thing, and then he said something else, and I had another idea. It was. And if we keep uh, on talking about this, I'll forget both. So. It was. I hate my job. I think I started with. Yeah, I hate my job. Yeah. <sighs> I fucking forgot it. Okay. I'm sorry, man. But the second one was um with the uh, new hobby, the skateboarding thing. You're talking about how like you're able to like walk up curbs. Easily, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like there should be something with like toddlers, where it's like you said something. You said something about five. You know, there's a way yeah, to look back yeah, to yeah. five-year-olds. Like toddlers can just do that fucking so easily. Instead of like, what was the? Uh, well, no, I spent I spent 23 years just, or I, or I guess I could change, but I spent like, yeah, don't x amount. Or I spent a lot of time walking up curves, and now I'm trying to learn how to jump on it, jump up on it with a wooden. Don't say it like that. Say it more like curbs are fucking easy. You know, but and then like going to that and how a skateboard is. I don't know how to articulate it properly, but that's less conversational. Yeah. But okay. The uh, the first the first one I had was way better. All right. Other comments? Find a microphone, sweet baby. I think that has a on switch. Oh, uh, let's see. It might have an on off switch. That one might not. Oh, never mind. Sorry, that one's a bad one. Okay, so a uh, couple ideas for you. The first one, so you you say uh, if I had the option, if the, somebody said like you could either have a nine to five yeah, job yeah, yeah. or work uh, or uh, every morning will uh, waterboard you twenty seconds a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear the. Uh, well, I mean, you, this is an option. You could give the reasoning behind your decision. Like you go like twenty seconds. That's only like a hundred seconds of work per week. That sounds oh, yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Wait, yeah. is this uh, Monday through Friday or is it every right, day? Right, of the Week. Just I like mean, go into the minutia of like specifying the the, the um yeah yeah that's a yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty good you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that that plus an hour of therapy per day to deal <laughs> yeah, with yeah. it like sounds great right right, right. do you get benefits yeah, right yeah like the the realistic discussion that you would have with a potential employer but right, applied yeah, 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 to yeah. getting waterboarded hey right, right yeah. Um, and then the other idea that I had for you was you have this cool twist where you say like I'm I'm fucking his mom uh, out of a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could do another twist on top of that um, where you go I'm fucking his mom uh, out of a lot of money. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're just having sex. <laughs> right, right. Just go back to yeah. The, just go yeah, back yeah. to it, uh, and then uh, you know because it's like the it will satisfy the audience's expectation for a punchline, and so they won't be expecting another punchline. So right, yeah. It kind of like buttons it off the, the yeah the, that, totally. that joke a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, thank you. Huh? Clap your hands together, everybody. Go to Abe. Yay! Yay! Go to Abe. Yeah. Wow. 
Oh, right, your next comedian. He is a joy, a gem. You're going to love him. He's, he's the founder and amazing thing of F-Bomb Comedy. Clap your hands together for Marty Gunny! Hey, guys, how's it going? Things are going well for me lately. I've got a girlfriend these days. Yes, exciting. Uh, she is great. She is my age, which surprises a lot of people because it looks like I pick up women by buying underage kids alcohol. Uh, no, officer, these white claws are for me. Uh, there are still laws when you're drinking claws, especially the statutory ones. Uh, the relationship's going well. Uh, you can tell the relationship's going well because I've got a mustache. That's right, guys. This mustache is the greatest sign of commitment a man can give a woman. Because what's it say, right? It says, babe, I'm going to go out. We're going to have fun with the fellas. And no one's going to try and fuck me, right? No not a person, right? This is the mustache of a man who's going to corner you in the bathroom and make you do cocaine. And not in a fun way, right? This mustache is like an Indian man in your DMs. It's aggressive. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, what does it say to the fellas, right? It says, guys... Offer me drugs. I'll do them. All right. Not even ask what they are. This is the highway to the danger zone right here. Okay. Uh, relationships going well. Uh, we've hit a really great part in the relationship of, uh, you know, I'm not talking about when we tell each other, when we love each other, we've done that. Right. I'm not talking about meeting each other's parents. We've done that when great. I'm talking about that special time when we've grown close enough that I finally feel comfortable masturbating in her apartment. Right. That's, that's a level of, you know, closest in the relationship that I think is really important to people, right? Because that means I really know something about her, right? I know where she keeps her lube. I know which, which windows in her apartment I have to turn down. I know how long she really says when she says, I'll be home in five minutes, right? Because I can't afford another time of her walking in on me, dick in hand, staring at her cats, trying to establish dominance, right? You get one of those. This ain't baseball, all right? Not, not, it's two strikes, you're out. Um... What else, guys? Uh, we had an election a couple weeks ago. Anyone else here vote? Anyone else here vote? Okay, that's higher than the rest of the city, guys. I, uh, I didn't vote. I'm, I, somebody asked me if I voted. I was like, yeah, for Bernie on Facebook. That's how my generation does it, okay? We don't really get out there and do it. They're like, why not? Your polling area is right in your neighborhood, right? It's like, I'm not going to go to someone's house to hang out in their garage and write write on a piece of paper about a bunch of shit I don't know about, okay? That's that's not what I'm going to do, right? I was like, well, why don't you do your mail-in ballot? It's like, all right, boomer. Fucking send in a piece of mail, a Pony Express? What the fuck are you talking about here, right? What, are we going to have to fucking string it up to a pigeon's legs and send it off to the polling place? Is that how this works? Going to fucking send a telegram? Or the, I don't know. Stupid. Uh, but yeah, I think the voter turnout in this election was... 23%? Pretty good, right? Yeah, that's, that's about San Francisco. That's about what I'd expect from the city. Uh, you know, but I, I, was, I was a little surprised because there was one ballot that I thought would finally get my generation out to the polls. Does anybody remember on this ballot what that was? It was Proposition C, the vote to overturn the ban on the sale of e-cigarettes in the city of San Francisco, right? I thought if anything could get my generation out, it'd be the opportunity to buy the mango jewel pods once again in your, lo in your local corner store, right? Like, how are we going to get people out to vote if that's not it, right? Like, 
How do we get the Marina out to vote? Do we ban Patagonia vests and try to get that one overturned, right? Mm -hmm. How do we get the Mission out to vote? Do we ban septum piercings? Uh, how do we get North Beach out to vote? Do we ban drunk driving? Like, how does that, what do we do there? Uh, I'm trying to think of one issue to unify the whole city, and I think that'll finally be the vote to legalize the death penalty for people that use Bluetooth speakers on public transportation. I think that'll <laughs> finally bring us all together, because there's no more feared noise and that sound of a Bluetooth speaker connecting on BART that'll just shit all over your next hour. Okay, that's my time, guys. Thanks so much. Marty Gunny, yay! I only have positive things. Your material is amazing. You just were rushing through it, and that's fine because we're here. You basically did like seven minutes of material in four minutes. I mean, because if you took pot, all you had, there were so many punchlines in there, and we're just comics, so we're like, fuck your face for writing good stuff. <laughs> but that whole White Claw rhyme at the beginning was great, and that you're mentioning White Claw, which is so hip right now. Like, every, I've never had one, but like, everybody has fucking White Claw. That whole thing worked. The mustache thing was great. Um, the, I, I, most of jokes I put, I was like, cats, exclamation point, exclamation point. I thought that was a great punchline with master. It was a great turn of like, oh, he's masturbating in front of the cats, staring him down. I just wrote slow down. And then all, like all that material was great. A lot of it was new. I haven't heard it before. And it'll like work in front of real people if you take that. Yeah. I've tried it out seven. some of it out a bit. I'm just trying some new tags and punches and stuff. So yeah. we'll see how it works. Well, I'm sorry that we weren't like as responsive an audience, but I was like <laughs> internally clapping. I have exclamation points and smiley faces on my on my notes. You were externally clapping too. Thank you. <laughs> I, I only have frowny faces on my notes. I so, expected yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say uh, one thing you could uh, potentially add if you want to go in a slightly different direction with the mustache material. Of uh, you could use it as like uh, tricking your girlfriend to build up trust. Of uh, be like, oh, I have this mustache, so my girlfriend doesn't think I'm like sleeping with anyone. But what she doesn't know is I clean up at Civil War reenactment. My South will rise again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good uh, idea. I like that idea. That was good. Um, I loved everything. The only I just didn't feel that um, that Bernie punchline where it's like I'll write in some I'll write in shit that I didn't agree with. You know, uh, oh yeah, I didn't. I don't really. I kind of trail off there because I don't really have an end to that one. Yeah, I. I, I, I I'm just kind of trying to figure out punchlines, but like one I thought of was um, writing in some Jewish guy's name in a ballot I never met. Okay, that sounded racist. <laughs> <laughs> also, not specific enough for anyone to get it. Uh, uh, well, you, you mentioned Bernie Sanders before. Did that's I? why. Oh. Uh, if you if you buy White Claw and you're above the age of 35, you should be put on a list. <laughs> <laughs> The white claws list. It's like the Megan's law. Uh, yeah, white yeah. white law. Yeah, uh, something like that. Oh, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's um it's malt liquor, so it's just like Zima, I guess mm. with more flavor. Seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, it's. But still, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then math teacher who only does problems related to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the, for the mustache, sure. Eight, eight ball. Yeah, I like that. That's good. <laughs> how much? How much actually is an eight ball? How many grams is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do all my yeah. I do all my like. Example problems and like Billy has four grams, uh, Susie has three grams. How much are they gonna party? Like, I <laughs> cool, like that. Other comments, it's great. Your material's great. You're super funny. Cool. Is there any any other things people want to say? All right, thanks Rock everyone. Your hands together, Marty Cunny. Uh, also, if any comics are super hungry, I have beef jerky back here that I made myself. You're welcome. It doesn't have weed in it. It's just beef jerky. I'm going to put it over here on the counter. Please have some beef jerky. 
I'm egg beef jerky. I'm weird. Um, you can you can buy it at Counter Offer inside of Benders. This bag says do not sell because we didn't have soy sauce and I had to jury rig it with fish sauce to give the umami. And the owner said it's not umami enough. So there we go. If you don't know what umami is, I should probably make a joke about it. But it's anyways, it's a food joke. Food porn, your next comedian. What a joy and a wonderment he is. I haven't seen him out because he's been working so hard, but love him up right now. Everybody, Hunter Uniac. I love you, Pam. Hey. I, um, what are my jokes? Here they are. I, uh, I need to stop doing fucking drugs. Or do you guys? Because every time I go on a bender, I end up in a relationship. You know, like, it's not okay. I start saying the things that I normally wouldn't say to a woman, like, hi. That's really it, though, guys. I, um, we're, we're, society's in a shitty fucking stage right now. I, I know society's shitty because drug dealers have started showing more fucking business etiquette than uh, telemarketers. You know, like, does that make sense? No? Okay, I'm going to have to read off my fucking notes off here. I'm sorry, guys. This is unprofessional. But drug dealers, are just like, they show more professionalism in the workplace than telemarketers. Like, you know, somebody who called me up was like, hey, my name's Aquanda, I'm an Indian man, and you're going to die someday? Are you insured for that? You know, and then I'm like, holy shit, you, like, I'm, I'm that poet, I'm like, holy shit, you should be my drug dealer. You know, like, drug dealers just show up on time. The last time my drug dealer was late, he was like, hey, man, for every five minutes I'm late, you're going to get a free, like, you know, half point of some weed, which isn't a lot, but it made me feel happy. And then I get that shit, I fucked that up. That's okay. It's all right, though, guys. I um, used to work at Five Guys. Shit job. It's a shit job because half of your coworkers are illegal immigrants, so they don't speak English. And the other half of your coworkers are high schoolers, so they speak even less English. You know? But it, it's, it's weird. Like, I hated that job. I did. Like, I hated it so much. One day I got into an argument with coworkers. Like, I don't know if you... I don't stare in people's eyes because they have a very intimidating stare. You know? Like, it, it's... it's I, I do. And, like, one day I was, like, standing outside. It's like, sorry, standing, like, looking at the... um outside because I wanted, I wanted freedom and like the sun was beating down on my eyes and I just happened to stare at this like old old guy's fucking you know face when I was doing that and he looked at me he was like hey fuck you man fuck you for staring at me that way I hate you I want to get you fired all that stuff you know my boss looked at me she was like what the fuck this crazy guy I walked out there 30 minutes later my boss is on her lunch break and she's standing in the same exact spot that guy is and I'm staring at the same exact fucking you know area and she looks at me and goes, hey, what the fuck are you staring at me for? You know, it becomes a whole thing. My district manager gets involved. We're all having an argument. And after a while, I finally snapped. I was like, hey, you did the same exact thing. By the way, oh yeah, my, my, hey, you did the same exact thing. Like that, if you do the same exact thing and expect different results, that's literally the definition of insanity. All right? Like if that's where you are right now, give up on life because it's going to be a lot harder than that. Remember how I said like half my coworkers don't speak English? Yeah. Her mom works with us. Her mom heard, fucking kill yourself. So she went in the back to screaming, gringo El Diablo, fucking freaking out. This makes me seem really fucking racial. Oh, and it worked so much better the first time I said this, guys. That's okay. It's a true fucking story. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I was kind of pissed on my coworker. All I wanted to do was take my 10-minute break and eat lunch, and I won that fucking argument. Point is, being an asshole is okay. All right. You know what? I bombed so hard. I'm going to leave it on that settling. Ah, oh, that's okay. That's my time. That's all the new stuff I had. Hunter Uniac, everyone! Yay! And then yay! And then yay! 
Uh, I would end that last one with, um, instead of being an asshole, you're like an accidental racist. Because I like that you sort of got through that and you're like, oh my God, I seem like a racist. And oh no, that, that was would, like a self-realization. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I think that that could be the joke. That could okay. be the punchline. Instead of I'm an asshole, is that you like have this realization in front of the audience that you're an accidental racist mm, okay. kind of thing. Uh, Marty has things to say. I have things after Marty. Yeah, uh, your first joke was kind of a, it seemed like a bit of a throwaway, but like it seems like you, you, you could dive more into it. Like yeah, you say, yeah. like, like you said, like, uh, like, like you know, I wouldn't say things I normally say, like, hi. Like, why wouldn't you normally say hi? What is your normal leadoff line that's so much worse? And why do you transition to hi because you're drunk? Mm, I uh, was I was trying to go off. That's right. It's not the way I was going to. But I was trying to go off the fact that I don't talk to girls at all. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you're. Okay, so that's. Yeah, but I can go down that road. Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking on the same tip that that might be a good opportunity for crowd work is that you say hi. And then you, like, get awkward and look at the audience and you're like, what do I say next? And then, like, it's an opportunity to be like, what the fuck do I say? Mm. And crowd work. Like, what do you say? Yeah, like, what do you say to chicks after hi? Yeah. I, I just thought that was an opportunity for crowd work, possibly. Or it could go the opposite way is that you say too much when you're sober because you have all your faculties about you. Whereas when you're drunk, all you can get out is high and it makes you seem much more approachable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the bit about like comparing the drug dealers and telemarketers, uh, there could be something there about just like how the like, but I'd say like be more specific in your like one to one comparisons, right? Yeah. Like you never a drug dealer never calls you in the middle of dinner, right? Or like uh, a drug dealer, you know exactly what phone number is calling you when a drug dealer is calling you. It never oh. like masks itself as another drug dealer because like all the robocalls that are coming through right now. And he like you always know like what exactly you're getting. From the same yeah, oh, yeah, 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 something like that. Or uh, your drug dealer is not always asking you for your social, for your social security number or something like that. Like he I don't doesn't know. even have a social security number. Yeah, he doesn't know what a social security number is. Something and, on. And who calls during dinner? My God, no one on cocaine eats. <laughs> I mean, please, there's no dinner there. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing great. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, especially doing great after uh, I heard your first uh, first joke. I also like that joke with the girlfriend bender. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like so many roads you can go with that. Like not with just like, um, not with just like you end up with a girlfriend. Maybe go along like, what happened during that bender? Or, or mm, yeah, backstory. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm, backstory. Yeah. And then make we talk about like how each individual bender ended up with a girlfriend, <laughs> something like that. And there's always like when yeah. you when you do when you when you bend on shrooms, you meet a different kind of girl than when you bend on you know IPA. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, also comment on the first joke. I feel like that's the one that has the most legs out of all the ones that yeah. you uh, enumerated just now. And I, I just like the idea. And you didn't touch on it, but another direction you can go in it is. The fact that we're talking about the kinds of girls who are attracted to somebody who's in the state that you're in currently. Oh. And the fact that it's just a negative feedback loop that sends you on a cascading spiral down. You know, I make bad decisions. I end up in relationships with the kind of people who are attracted to people who are in vendors. Yeah. Yeah. I have one last thing. Um, Because I wanted freedom was a great line when you're talking about work and it was kind of you threw it away but i feel like if you if you act that right it's great it's a great line and especially where you're coming from with the work 
and it and yeah, right, yeah it's very but you just have to pause like yeah. because i wanted look up at like i'm looking at the eyes you know like freedom yeah. you know and because you, you expect we're expecting a different word and then you're like jesus christ help me escape but i think i, I think in the context of what you were saying it was great okay uh, super quick on the um the bender one uh i like the idea that when you go on a bender you end up in a relationship and i think it'd be funny if because like you can go on benders while you're in a relationship and then you keep like piling up more and that's more. when i cheat on my girlfriend yeah. oh like how do you manage having seven girlfriends because you know you've gone on that many benders thank you all right thanks guys they compile everybody hunter uniac yay what do all right, uh, Jeff Dean is not here. Uh, Ryan Schooley, are you here? He's not here yet. It's okay. We'll just keep going down the list. Kyle Morrissey, not here yet. Uh, Sean Riley, not here yet. Daniel Lewis, not here yet. Everybody, put your hands together for Jared Cena. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Five people here. Sold out crowd. It's all right. If I can just get an opportunity to make someone laugh, then like my day is already complete. Even if it's just like a little chuckle, I don't give a shit. All right. So I'm doing great right now. Um, my grades are up. Um, um, talking to this really beautiful girl right now. And I just bought a big ass bag of weed. Uh, all right, new material, guys. Hopefully this will go well. Um, so uh, as you guys can see, I'm like really, I'm just like really fucking out there, just really energetic, and which is great because like most of the time I'm like, I'm like probably the most fun person in the room. Other times I'm like the most like scariest person in the room, which I can kind of get because I'm like a walking atomic bomb just ready to just like fucking invade someone's private space or something. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, um, <laughs> ah, whatever. Um, but, um, I, I, but like, I feel like if people get to know me, like, I wouldn't be such a problem because I'm actually a really harmless person. People think I'm just this really aggressive, intensive person. Like, nah, homie, I'm like this really small, less harm, harmless person. I'm like a pug if you've ever seen one. <laughs> All right, uh, I did not flesh out this material enough, so you know what? Uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna go to um, my shit that works. All right, um, uh, uh, okay, you know what? Um, I think I'm just gonna end it right here. No, no, don't you dare. Don't you dare. You're at a minute 50. Do some crowd work. Figure it out. You've got plenty of time. Fucking use your time. Don't do this. All right. All right. You know what? How are we all doing tonight? Good? How's everybody's day? How about you, hipster shaggy? There we go. Tolerable. Tolerable? How is it tolerable? Like, that means, like, okay? I didn't kill myself today. Oh. This is progress. That's good. Give it up for this guy. He didn't kill himself today. Woo! What's up, Jason? How you doing? This guy's always giving me some kick-ass feedback after I'm done. Like, I, I just write home just like, fuck yeah, Jason said this. I'm going to make this joke better. How are you doing? Good? Always looking so spiffy. Yeah. 
You just came from like a library or something. <laughs> What's up, Ian? Hello. Yeah. You're one of my favorite local comics, by the way. I hope you wanted to know that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How was your day? You did laundry? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. What type of detergent do you use? Uh, I use whatever's the cheapest at the store. Usually, usually some off-brand Tide stuff. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's what I do, too. Okay. Yeah. Go for the cheap ones. <laughs> All right, I got a minute left, right? That, that means a minute, right? Not like 30 seconds. All right, I'm just going to riff. Riff, riff, riff. Uh, okay, um... It's Jeff, right? Jesse. Jesse. Okay, I'm sorry, man. Jesse. Okay. I'll fucking remember that shit. I'm going to see you next Mutiny Radio. I'm going to be like, your name's Jesse. And then we're just going to handshake, and then it's going to be cool. All right. I think you're the last one I haven't talked to. What's your name, man? Ian. Ian. Oh, we got two Ians. Hey. All right. How are you doing, Ian? Ian, two. He's Ian, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's just firmly established as the Ian here, so like you gotta settle with Ian too. Unless there's like another Ian. Like is there another Ian comedian or like no? Yeah, there is Ian Kung. Oh Ian Kung. Oh. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can be Ian three. Okay. Alright. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, you know what? I, th I think that's good enough. Thank you, everybody. Yay! Yay, that was Jared Cena. Yay! If I have to give this feedback, <laughs> if, if, like, if like the response is so good, if, if it like helps you in your car, I, I must give this feedback. Um, I think one thing I'd say is um, uh, just to, I'd say take control of the emotions in the room. I feel like um, you know there is some credence to being vulnerable, um, you know, when you're doing comedy. But I also think that you want to have the power in the room and that you want to command things. I think a lot of times. You know, if you see that a comedian has given up on them, on themselves, like the crowd will also give up on you. Mm. Um, mm. And so, uh, good advice. Yeah, I'd, I'd you know, kind of stay strong and, and confident in whatever you're saying. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I really, I really did almost it's, it's, give up. It's true. I there was a show I did in my second year of comedy, and they didn't like. I didn't know that the crowd was filled with Christians. And um, oh. <laughs> and I did a bunch of like butthole jokes, and I didn't understand why they didn't like me. And they videotaped me for this thing, and you just saw the light go out of my eye. Like I could see when I watched the video, like the light. When I gave up, that's when it was done. And they all started conversations, and they just weren't paying attention at all. And they didn't do that until the light like went out of my eyes. Okay. But that's so, just. Yeah. I have a good. Um, I'm a pug is a great opener. Really? Because you do kind of look like a pug. But the, it, it brings you into like jokes about how are you a pug? Why do you look like a pug? Do you have a dog? You know, yeah, like dog you people, like you look like your dog and you're a pug. But that, that you're a pug thing, I think that is a direction that you can definitely go into because it's really relatable. A lot of people love dogs. 
and you kind of do look like a pug once you yeah. said it. I'm like, all right, I see it, I see it. Yeah, um, it's good. That was like a throwaway. And it, yeah, mm-hmm. and speaking of throwaways, when you were talking with one person, you looked like you were jacking off, and it was almost like a throwaway. And at the time, <laughs> just when you're riffing like that, like pay attention to your own gestures and to what they're saying and how many things you can like. Just think like they just said something. What's the easiest punchline I can come out of that? Hi, I yeah. said come. But you were like doing this thing with your hand that looked like you were jacking off. And actually, and you were giving compliments. Um, to, so it was, anyways, just um, when you're riffing and, and learning in these spaces, like yeah. just make sure you're aware of things you do. Like, because there was a joke in there. Like I laughed really hard because it looked like you were jacking off and it had nothing to do with anything. So yeah, damn. That was, I didn't even realize I was doing that. No, no. It was, it was. It was. It was. You were giving a compliment. You were just doing this thing with your hand where it looked like. Anyways. Okay. Other comments. I feel like you have a lot of enthusiasm that can be really. You can channel that really well uh, because it's natural. You know. Yeah. The way that you started great just the energy that you brought the enthusiasm you brought when the very first second that you started speaking just like how's everybody doing anybody else so enthusiastic for life it comes off as a microaggression (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah yeah Yeah, i'm really learning how to channel it into something better what do you got to say dude uh i really like the the pug analogy and so you could uh, make that a bit more explicit uh so like if people had never met you before they might think that you're really intense and aggressive um kind of like a pug where like you know if you had never seen a pug in your life you look at that thing and you're like that is a monster that's gonna attack me but really it's just like the most gentle harmless thing like that's that's me you know Oh, you shit. would say that. Yeah. So like really draw, like make the analogy super clear. Like yeah. That, you know? Yeah. Cause I am, I really am like a pug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great analogy. I really like the observation you made. All right. Put Thanks, your guys. hands together, everybody. Jared Cena. Yay. Jared Cena. Yay. All right, so we still have no Jeff Dean, Ryan Schooley, Kyle Morrissey, or Sean Riley. So next on the list. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jesse Fernandez! Yay! Uh, so I'm uh, I'm trying to furnish my place. I have no idea how to do it. I asked an interior designer what the difference is between a couch and a sofa, and she said two thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, I was looking at leather couches. Those seem really nice. Expensive though, which kind of makes sense when you think about it, because it's the only couch that's literally made out of skin. You can't get that from other couches, you know? Like, it's the only one that actually feels like you're you're resting on top of a naked, hairless, doughy giant. I love that, man. Only leather. And it's got, like, a kind of squeaky sort of, like, sticky material so that anytime you shift in it, uh, you, there's a high chance that it's going to make a fart noise. And then everybody's going to think that you made that fart noise. Only leather couches can do that for you. You should definitely get one. And you might be like, oh, it was the leather couch. But then you can't reproduce that fart noise because you can't reproduce the exact amount of pressure that caused the noise. That's so cool. I love that. Leather couches, they're not that comfortable to sit in. But what they lack in comfort, they more than make up for in a reminder that cows are so flagellant that they even fart after they become couches. <laughs> leather couches, man. Those are the shit. I love leather. What's the next line? Leather couches, man. They're so goddamn good. Leather couches. You got to get one. 
They're so fucking great. Leather couches. Get one. You might be thinking, here it is. You might be thinking, oh, I'm just going to make lemonade out of, out of lemons. Leather couches make a fart noise. I'm just going to fart for real and blame the couch. Well, you are taking your life into your hands there, buddy, because the Venn diagram circle of noises that sound like farts that come from a leather couch is a lot smaller than the Venn diagram circle of noises that come from the human butt. And it's going to be real hard for you to blame a leather couch for a fart that sounds like Where's the horn instrument? Where's the wind instrument and the leather couch? There's no soggy trumpet attached to a leather couch. And if it was like that, that would be a pretty expensive couch. I'd get that. <laughs> leather couches, dude. You, get, you gotta get them. I have a lot of leather couch jokes. Leather couches. For this plethora of qualities with leather couches, uh, do you get a discount? No, they cost $3,000 more than any other couch. Leather couches are so great. It's like it's like it's like you're sitting on a, on a on a couch wearing a BDSM suit. It's like you're sitting on on a fat version of GIMP from Pulp Fiction. Leather couch. Did you know? Fun fact: the S in BDSM stands for sofa. <laughs> it's true. Leather couches. I don't have any more leather couch jokes. Uh, Leather car seats. Leather car seats are so great. They are amazing. You should get those. It's sexy. They're hot, especially on a hot day. Those things accumulate the fucking heat of the sun on those. That is the shit. It is sexy as fuck. It's like being doggy styled by a neutron star. It is so fucking good. Hold on. Doggy style by a neutron star is a good phrase. Uh, it's stupid that <laughs> this is a stupid joke. It's stupid that that a leather couch is spelled C O U C H. It should be spelled C O W C H. Am I right? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, that's it. That's all the leather couch stuff I have. Jesse Fernandez, four solid minutes on leather sofas, couches, <laughs> amazing. Thanks. You're a crazy person. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's very relatable, though, because everyone has leather couch slash sofa. Or has heard of them. Or has heard of them. It's really relatable. It's weird. It's like, and it's not like you're talking about TV. It's like you're talking about something that actually, and I, 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 I'm impressed. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought you could add to that bit about uh, the bit or not all farts sound like mm. uh, you could expand it on just saying because then you're going to need if you really want to fit in you're going to need like a whole assortment of like a trombone next to your couch <laughs> like, like just an assortment of different fart sounding objects oh yeah yeah and I thought of I also thought of the COW joke uh -huh. uh, because you know great minds uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, but I thought of it a different way of saying did you guys know actually it's called it's pronounced ouch if it's not leather is or you know out because it's just couch oh uh, yeah. yeah great minds okay uh, <laughs> okay okay ouch <laughs> thanks dude this isn't necessarily uh feedback per se but maybe it's uh it could be like a source of inspiration mm. um when you when you were talking about leather couches it, it reminded me of the uh that rick and morty episode 
when they're just like freestyling about the TV episode. Oh, I love oh, that yeah. with Morty's. Yeah. Uh, just like I don't yeah. know, like your your cadence, like the the way like it just came out of you. It just it totally reminded me. Of oh, that, so. I heard that cool. I looked at uh, it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I like that show. Well, Rick and in in all fairness, Rick and Morty is better than everything. Like Rick and Morty is. Because leather couches, because nothing screams success like something has to die for me to be comfortable. Ooh, I like nothing that. screams success like the screams of dead animals to make me feel yeah, like I'm worth it. money. Thank you guys, that's great. I was sorry. Go ahead. Get a microphone, Ian. Be a genius. Uh, Put it in the microphone. Maybe there's something with uh, <laughs> they're so so loud. It's why we don't make the you know because they say like Science of the Lambs. Well, uh, oh yeah, no one makes a lamb. No one makes a lamb couch. No, I like that. Uh, there's something there with Science of the Lambs, but couch cows are loud. No yeah. one makes a sound. No one makes a, a couch out of lambs. I was kind of I was kind of expecting somebody to come up here and be like, uh, have you thought about like other topics? <laughs> 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 Fuck that. I'm impressed that you could talk about leather. So, I mean, I dare anybody else for the rest of the night to talk about one specific thing that's banal as fuck. Like, you chose the weirdest thing. Like, sofas? That, like, who does that? And you made funny jokes about it, so kudos. Thank you. Yeah, when I finish editing this, it's going to be seven seconds. Seven <laughs> seconds on sofas. <laughs> Sounds like my sex life. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Jesse Fernandez. <laughs> Seven Seconds on Sofas will be the name of my first album, my first rap album. Uh, with uh, It'll be the Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff <laughs> on their Seven Second Sofa. All right, your next comedian. Dan, you're ready? We have to go back on the list because Jeff Dean isn't here, Ryan Schooley isn't here, Kyle Morrissey isn't here, Sean Riley isn't here, but you know who is? Oh, Sean Riley is! Do you want, Sean, do you want to go before? It's you were both before each other or whatever, but you can you can Rosham for it or you can beat each other up. I mean, I love it when guys get all guy guy in the room. Yeah. Rochambeau. Who wins? Put your hands together, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Going into the second song, I like that. Yeah, okay, everybody, everybody, what's up? All right, let me get my bearings. I just got here. All right, like one of those Ford bikes. Oh boy, Jesus Christ! All right, that's what I was gonna talk about. I am. Uh, I gotta say, it's been getting pretty sad. Like all I do is these open mics and it's work, and then I just go and play video games all night long. It's just like a sad state of affairs. Getting pretty lonely. And I'll, t- I'll tell you how bad it's gotten, actually. I'm, I'm on the lookout currently for a second-person shooter game. You know? Like, it'd be like a first-person shooter, but I don't get a gun and I just get to die as many times as I want. That's nice. That'd be good. So we heard a lot about quid pro quo in the news now, you know? Like, uh, quid pro quo, this or that. Did Trump do it or not? You know, what did he do? There's this congressman recently who said, we got to stop using this phrase because it doesn't get across what's going on. You know, like people don't know what it means necessarily and, you know, it softens everything. He's like, it's extortion. And that's true. We should use plain language, you know? Like if you if you hired a private investigator to see if your wife was cheating on you, you know? And, and he said like, yeah, I got to... 
I got information for you. I got photos. They were in flagrante delecto, if you know what I mean. I'd be like, I don't know what you mean. What is that? He'd say, oh, you know, they were mid-coitus, et cetera, et cetera. He'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ah, she was dressed as a cheerleader. He was raw-dogging her from behind. Come on. I, I don't know. Oh, it's uh, Pig Latin, which has nothing to do with Latin, but is another coded language. That doesn't work that great, especially for the longer words, you know? Like, I get really embarrassed. People will be like, Dan, ixnay on the inspicuous K, asturbation may. It doesn't really work that well. People know what you're talking about. All right, what else? I do some acting on the sides, not just the stand-up. I do some. I'm a trained actor, actually. Yeah, and I'm. I'm uh, been trying to get some roles. I've only got one role so far, and that's. Uh, I'm a manager in a workplace sexual harassment training video. Yeah. yeah so it's been. That's. It's a pretty good job, but it. Uh, I don't know. It's a little challenging, just because like I happen to be a method actor, you know, and staying in character off camera is part of my craft. So luckily I work with professionals, you know, and they've, uh, several of them have gone to HR just like a real harassment victim would. Yeah. Actually, I'm, uh, I'm an actor on the side, actually, not just the stand-up. I've been trying to get some acting roles. I got one recently as a uh, sexual harassment training video manager from a section of about all the beginning of the jokes are the same. But then I go, uh, yeah, it's been a challenge just because I'm a method actor. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What was the shit? What was the second ending of that one? I had two different endings. I was going to try them both. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a method actor, blah, 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 blah. And then I go, uh, I work with professionals. It's been pretty good, except for one guy, a boom operator, who uh, actually off camera accepted one of my advances, which made me very uncomfortable. And uh, I don't think that's appropriate for the workplace. Ah, whatever. I fucked it all up. All right, let's pick one to do. Oh yeah, um, my girlfriend's a feminist. She's uh, she's pretty into it, man. She uh, she only wants to watch movies that pass the Bechdel test. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Bechdel test, but it's the yeah, it's like a feminist theory thing. Is like a movie uh, passes the Bechdel test when two women are in a scene not having a conversation about a man. And surprisingly, a few movies pass it, but she makes me watch those. Man, I watched Roma. Ugh, it was real snooze fest. Lady Bird, watch that one. Boring. She's like, you pick one. I was like, all right. Two girls, one cup. <laughs> they didn't talk about a man once in this thing. <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe I should uh, Maybe I should leave it there, actually. I meant to try that other one twice, but I messed it all up. And uh, All right, then. Bring it on. Got any notes? Dan Lewis, everyone. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Almost passing the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's lots of ways. To, I don't yeah. know if I tried that one before. Okay. I think, um, sorry, my wife distracted me halfway through your sets, but I do have notes for the first part. Okay. I, li I really like the sad life joke and the second person shooter joke. I think it should be a third person shooter, though. Because a second-person um, shooter would be like you, the audience, you're murdering me. Yeah, and so you of. can go in that direction. But a third-person yeah. shooter game would be one where you just get murdered over and over again. Not really. It would be. A, uh, would be. A, that doesn't work. I, I I hear what you're saying, but I thought about that. That 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 would not. That would not compute to people. I I have a similar tag on it. Is that you have to start it with? I want to commit suicide, so I enrolled in a second-person shooter game so that I could be yeah. killed. 
or over, yeah, maybe I should over. say that first. Or or, or like I I've been playing a lot of first person shooter games, but in re- but I've been playing them like third person shooter games. Yeah, I just let myself get killed over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. There's something there. You like relate it back to yeah. first person shooter that argue, way. I, I don't want to be argumentative. That's my problem. If you read a book that's a second person book, it says you this. So in other words, it's at this person. I so get what you're saying. It, it, third wouldn't work, so, but. If you're really technical, there's no such thing as a second person shooter. In, in a video game. Yes, that, I've invented it for the joke. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean, yeah. yeah. But it would just be one where I don't get a gun. But I, I hear what you're saying, though. Yeah, third yeah. person shooter game would just be like the ones where they do this, we right? I don't know. Well, third person is like, is omniscient. So. I've thought about this joke so much more than it sounds like I have. And it's, it's really, a, once, you, once you dive in, it starts to become a fucking problem. When you deal with third person omniscient, everyone can die all the time. All right. Um, I, you did a thing, and then I thought the, um, you ended with the porn thing, and you explained it. And there's got to be a tag after that. Like, we all watch porn now, or even 12-year-olds watch porn now. Uh, after you explained, you you explained something sexually. Uh, it was in the joke. There just was there was the backdoor test joke. Yeah, but then you ended it with like you explained something that was sexual, and I was like, there needs to be a tag after oh, it about know. we all watch porn now. I I don't I didn't write down what the setup okay. of the joke was, but I was like, yeah, I just said uh, those those ladies they didn't talk about a man once. That was the only thing I said about it. No, but then you said something like super sexual. It was before that joke. It wasn't the Bechdel test joke. It was the joke before that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The the, the method acting joke. Right, the method acting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I liked the whole method acting thing, but like that, anyway, there was something about method. Anyways, I fucked up on my notes with you. Oh, Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead, no, uh, uh, Ian. Uh, uh, for the method acting thing, the only thing uh, that you, you could throw in there is just say, uh, I, I'm a method actor, which means before I act, I take meth. Uh. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's my, that's my hot joke. Um, and, then, and then another thing, on a more, a more uh, uh, serious note, I couldn't quite tell. This, this is more on a, like a, a technical thing, which at an open mic, you're just trying out a bunch of stuff. But in your act... Uh, do you want the audience to like you? Yeah, that's a yeah. I don't know, man. That's like so. I mean, that's it should, me. yeah. I I know what you're saying because yeah, yeah. I would say your first joke uh, where it's about you killing yourself. You kind of need the audience to feel like sympathy for your your stage character. Yeah. And then on the second joke, you're like the bad guy in it. And I've just found yeah. I went because like I used to do a lot of stuff where I'd go back and forth, and it never quite worked. And and I totally different things have. work for different people. So I get it's like really just play around with it. But once you find, because for whatever reason, some people can get away. Some people just aren't likable on stage, and they yeah. can always be the villain. And some people are just likable on so stage. So it's almost like you have to decide. And uh, yeah. yeah, and it, I mean, it's it's it can come naturally. Like it, I don't see you have to make a hard decision. I would say try both. But when when you're on stage, you yeah. come off as a likable. Like I don't see you as someone who goes he rapes. But well, like yeah, 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 I mean you're well, no Jesse you Fernandez, so right? Take no, off the hat. No, no, I know exactly no, what you mean. Like, no, 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 but even when I'm even uh, take off the hat. Yeah. If you maybe oh, I would I did, even well, do yeah. it. But I would do it if you're going to be the evil character. Take off your hat. I don't and mean if you're to gonna be, be likable. And if, yeah, but if you're going to be likable and cute and funsy, wear the hat. And if you're going to be unlikable, take off the hat and be like fucking Doctor Evil. Take you off for one, add it on. Yeah, exactly. And be like, ah, I'm Doctor Evil. You know. It honestly, it just takes a while to figure out. Because I used to do jokes where I was always like ironic. Ironically, like sexist or racist, and they never worked because people, for whatever They're reason, when I'm on stage, not, yeah, 
when I'm on stage, people just say, ah, he's a fucking schmuck. Like he's not the, right. yeah, yeah. Like, I it totally only works feel that. Loser, yeah. And I, and, so. I, and I, even though I'm trying stuff out, I, yeah. it's the same problem I have when I'm not trying stuff out. Yeah. It's, it's back and but, forth. But it's totally okay when you're figuring it out, but it's a good idea to just be conscious of trying to find that consistent right. tone. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it, that's it, a it, good it, note. Yeah. When you're figuring stuff out, it's, it doesn't yeah. matter. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I really like the two girls, one cup line. Yeah. Uh, you could make it a rule of three where you're like, uh, um, you know, but if, if you use the Bechdel test, there's like so many great movies that you just can't say are good or watch or anything like that. You know, like uh, like Castaway, Wall-E, Two Girls, One Cup. Ah. Adds a little surprise. You, you right. say, you're saying sure. if you use the Bechdel test, you, there's only there's certain movies no. you can right. watch. No, no. Is that you mean? You, you, can't you watch. wouldn't be able to watch Wall-E because there's not like talking or humans very much in that movie. Right. And, or Castaway because it's just like one guy and his volleyball. Yeah. Um, and so like... Like you wouldn't be able to if you if you use the yeah if you use the yeah that's great if you, yeah if you use the Bechdel test to to figure out what movies you're gonna watch then those movies you have to like disregard and not watch and that sucks because they're great movies yeah 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 so you know those and you're two saying movies, I can't watch Two Girls One Cup because of it. No, you can. It passes a Bechdel test. As yeah, see, does, that's, that's as not what he's saying, though. Oh, yeah. The I joke is that it away. happens to pass the Bechdel test. But I think that Castaway oh, okay. and but Wally might be right. both might pass be right. the Bechdel no, test because right. they aren't right. two women this talking is... about a man. No one's talking about anybody. They don't talk about anything in there, yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't get I, I confused myself with this. But yeah, well, that's, my, that's, my, that's my fault. <laughs> You can't, yeah, you can't watch uh, movies like uh, like Wally and uh, and uh, Castaway, and you just have to watch like other movies like Two Girls One Cup. So I guess it's still, oh yeah, you can still do it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that both Wally and Castaway pass the Bechdel test because there's no two women talking about a man. It just happens to be, and it's an AI film, so there's no men. There has to be two women talking about. Right. Well, I'm a terrible feminist. Everybody clap for Daniel Lewis. Sorry, Yay! Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. What did he do? Daniel Lewis. Right along. Thanks, Your next comedian. He's going to make you laugh, and we're going to take notes and pay attention. Put your hands together. It's been a while since I've seen him. It's Sean Riley. Hey, Muni. Uh, it has been a while. Um, I was crying. I was crying. Uh, no, I've been in the South Bay. Um, I go hiking a lot, and when I go hiking, I see, I see something pretty uh, interesting. I see Instagram handles carved into rocks <laughs> and trees. Imagine being this fucking stupid. You're like, I want to get more Instagram followers. Let me let me go let me go deep into the woods with a knife. And just chis- just jam my handle into the into a rock where like five people will see it. That'll get me some more. Um, on a separate note, if you go to Mission Peak, you can see my Instagram handle, guys. Please do follow me on Instagram. Um, I uh, I love music. I love music, but I don't like the Lumineers. Okay, uh, the Lumineers, they just rub me. They don't really reflect reality. Okay, you've probably heard the Lumineers, right? Like, uh, I'll, I'll sing a song for you. I flew so high, I touched the clouds. You know the lyrics. You don't know the lyrics. Wow, I thought I thought they were more popular than that. Um, my my point is like, if your favorite band is the Lumineers, um, you you get mad when someone messes up your Jamba Juice order. Okay, like someone messed up my. There's not enough strawberries in my Jamba Juice. Whoa, oh, oh. 
life's so hard um i uh on that note if uh do you guys do molly make some noise if you've done molly before i have bad news for you bad news for you molly is mdma which is basically meth so if you've done molly you've you've pretty much done meth you loser <laughs> fucking losers also uh i uh look i'm not saying you shouldn't do meth or molly i think all drugs should be legalized actually but you know we should treat the people that do drugs equally like all people like if you're at outside lands and you happen to be a rich white woman that works at salesforce you're still a meth user okay you're still when you're at outside lands and you're listening to the fucking lumineers and you're snapchatting you're like jared snapchat my me railing this meth or M molly i fucked that up um you're, you're doing meth in a field okay um i uh, i love porn guys well i don't love porn but i listen to a lot of wait uh i watch i watch <laughs> i uh just on the way here guys i had it on audio i had the audio going um no I, I watch a lot of pornography i have a great business idea i have a great business idea um imagine you're watching porn okay just for example we're going to use hetero porn but i watch gay porn too so just wanted to um what's it what do you call it when you preface preface with that imagine you're watching porn okay and the guy's like fucking the girl. He's like, oh, fuck. You're so good, baby. You're so good. Ugh, not as good as Spotify Premium, which is 50% off. It's product placement. Or here's the, here's the second scene. He's doing it from behind. He's, just, he's like, oh, fuck. You're so hot, baby. You're so fucking hot. Oh, my God. Not as hot as Buffalo Wild Wings, which are, uh, wouldn't that ruin porn? I think it would ruin porn. I, I bet you, how much do you think Spotify would pay to get uh, a porn guy to say Spotify in the porn? $10? $20? All right. Hey, that's been my time. I've been Sean Riley. Thanks so much. Sean Riley, yay! Yay, Sean Riley, yay! Product placement hey, porn. Yeah. How you doing? Product, good. product, good, good, good. Cool. Product placement porn. That's the words you're searching for. Product placement porn. I like product it. Product placement porn okay. because it's that's the whole thing is that it's like they show a Coke can like my dick's bigger than a Coke can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, haha. Okay, go ahead, Jesse. Uh, I mean, the, it, it seems like the product. I love that premise, the product placement porn, and like you've got one like uh, not as hot as Buffalo Wild Wings, right? <laughs> Uh, that's great. Like uh -huh. there's so there's so much that you could do with that. Yeah. Like that's like such slogans. a good premise. Uh, yeah, like uh, um, uh, maybe doggy. Speaking of doggy style, how you should check out doggy daycare, San Jose, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, there's all sorts of things there. Um, and then uh, what was the first joke that you did? Uh, Instagram hike. Oh, oh yeah, uh, um, putting your Instagram handle in the in the forest on a random tree is great if your target demographic is backwoods serial killers. Yeah, I like that. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. That's a grinder. That's a grinder profile. Not yeah. <laughs> I got here first. Uh, yeah, something similar. Uh, you know, if, if you're gonna like, what do you get when you do put your ans Instagram handle in the woods? You just get followed by bears. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's easy, but it's funny. I thought meth in a field 
uh, you should say it's like, I'm just doing meth in a field just like, and then say some Midwestern place with some, oh, you're, oh, you're doing Molly at Outside Lands. You're just doing meth in a field like, and then say something like, you know, Kellyanne from Missouri or something, like yeah. some sort of specific Midwest place where they are well known for a lot of meth. Or- yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, I was, I was going to say, uh, another, another one of the, uh, the porn ones you could do is, uh, oh man, the only thing, uh, wetter than this pussy is Splash Mountain. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> it's like, like a family, like, uh, and, um, and you, you kind of said it on accident, but I think there's something funny about listening to porn where you'd be like, I, I love porn. You know, I, I love it so much. I listen to it as a podcast when I'm out and about, you know, in the street or something. Oh. Um, yeah. And then other, other people have pitched similar ideas, but something about uh, the only, you know, if you do a Instagram handle out in the woods, you'd be like, uh, which is great because now I have a bunch of followers who are raccoons. <laughs> yeah. You've ca- I've captured the raccoon market. Yeah. I've yeah, got, yeah. yeah. Thank you. They, all, like they have opposable thumbs. They can have iPhones too. <laughs> They're going to try to market to raccoons next. Oh yeah, even actually, I like that idea too. It's like listening to porn like a podcast. Like, wow, you must be really into that. It's like, oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's disgusting. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's a great episode. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Oh, and then um, uh, with the hiking thing too, I was thinking you could parlay that into like, I just I don't know, I thought about just people meeting up on there, like like a kind of like a dating thing. That might be like an interesting scenario to kind of explore. Uh, you could just kind of go to that. Know, All girls love to hike. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun one to play with. Um, also, yeah, with the Lumineers joke, too, it's like, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, obviously you kind of like saw the pit, the pitfall of like not knowing if, you know, the audience knows Right, the they didn't know the lyrics. Well, so it, it, that was that was funny, like, here, too. But it's also like, if, if you could just go into the joke, too. It's like, just explain that, like, because that, I mean, that example I felt like was a good enough, uh, like, portrayal of, like, the type of person that would listen to that music. So if it hits, it hits, but, you know, that was good. So you're saying... Um, Sing the whoa oh oh part as well. Yeah, maybe. or I, th- I think so, or just like the Jamba Juice example. I thought that was like a good setup. Okay. For it. Yeah. Just okay. Thanks. Just cut right to that. Got it. Thanks. I was thinking about the. Um, I, I think just to tighten up the the met uh, the meth joke, MDA me, MDMA meth joke. You might just go like, uh, did you know that's the same as meth? And just sort of say, um, uh, I don't know. I don't care what you do, but just want you to know you're spending too much for your meth. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. So, I mean, Fuck, just like yeah. I don't know if that, is it more expensive. I would just assume it's it is. much more expensive. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a, it's like it's yeah, like bringing it to a, a vintage <laughs> shop and selling it for more or something. Sure. Anyway, uh, the other one was the carved into the rocks thing was good. Be- I, it's just kind of a long walk, but I, I had an idea of like how. You know how like creationists now will look at like layers of stuff and be like, that couldn't be there unless the Bible is true or something. Yeah. Like this is in in, in two million years, this is going to confuse the living shit out of everyone. There's <laughs> going to be this 150 million you know million year old thing. Yeah, like, with Instagram shit on it. Sexy girl 82. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a cave like a caveman did it. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know, it, it, but it's a good idea. I like the image of it. Anyway. Thanks, Clap. We don't have time. Sorry. All right. Clap thanks, your guys, hands for together, you. everybody. Sean Riley. Yay. Sean Riley's back. It's really exciting. It's nice to see him. Yay. Ow. So Kyle just walked in, but do you want to break between you and the next person? We've kind of been jumping around the list because the pre-signers didn't show. Do you want to go up next or would you like to wait a person? He wants to go up next. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Kyle Morrissey. <laughs> at night to be a little late couldn't find parking um let's see uh i was flipping through channels with my girlfriend this weekend 
we were in a hotel room. I don't want you to think we just sit around willingly watching cable. Like, um, but uh, we found Titanic. We ended up watching Titanic, and uh, we got to the scene where the ship's already been sinking a while, and there's just this like mob of men trying to get onto a lifeboat. But uh, there's a deckmate there with a gun, and he's like, "No, you can't go on. Like, women and children first. And uh, and one of the guys kind of like steps over the line, and then the deckmate shoots him, and he dies. And at that moment, my girlfriend asked me, like, if you were on the Titanic, would you prefer to go down with the ship and freeze to death or get shot? It's like, I'm so happy with someone who challenges me. Um, and I thought about it and I realized that the like going down with the ship and freezing to death in the water and dying with all the screaming people, like how it happened, sounds like a terrible way to go. But to be the one dude who died because he got shot for just being an asshole like that that's kind of embarrassing like if you're in one life-threatening situation and you make a whole new situation that gets you killed like that's kind of that's kind of your fault like like the odds of you being in one life-threatening situation like i don't want to fuck it up and then create a whole new life-threatening situation and that's what gets me killed so that wasn't even the weird part uh after the guy with the gun shoots him uh the whole crew the whole mob is kind of just looking at this deckmate like oh the humanity and the deckmate just goes uh and then he shoots himself and he falls into the ocean i was like chill like that's a weird like you still had a job to do so um yeah it's actually the movie actually holds up pretty well minus all the people um i uh i i recently got a new job uh it's a manual labor job it's first time first time having a manual labor job uh i work for a tree company uh, so we're just outside, like back breaking work all day. Um, that means every morning, Jose, Miguel, Eduardo, and Kyle, uh, show up at your house with chainsaws and, uh, just go to town. Um, there, I, I, I wanted to do the corporate thing for a couple of years and found that it wasn't quite going to work. I remember telling my boss that and she was like, what? You mean streamlining solutions for data management platforms isn't your passion? I was like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but while that was what I was going for, and I, I felt like I, I wasn't getting where I wanted to go in life, I'd start to remember my professional icon, uh, a man named Jack Ma. Uh, now Jack Ma was a guy who failed at everything his entire life, even the basic shit. Uh, he was the one guy out of 30 people who got rejected from McDonald's. Everything Jack Ma tried, the world said no until Jack Ma turned 35 and Jack Ma founded Alibaba.com and became the richest man in China. Uh, whenever I was lost professionally, I'd think of Jack Ma. Uh, but recently I saw Jack Ma on a panel where he said, and I quote, if you have too many smart people, it becomes impossible to make another smart people. So now... I am confused um, because this guy was my icon, but I think I understand why Jack Ma did not even get hired at McDonald's. Like this guy's an idiot, and Alibaba is Amazon. If you want four thousand or something, um, shit threw me off so much. I work for the trees now. Uh, I'm just kidding. I work for Mexicans. Um, I can say that they're my boss. It's punching up. Uh, it's the number one rule of comedy. Um, no, culturally it's very different. I've never like you know I've never had a job where my coworkers just get kidnapped in the middle of the day. Like a giant truck that says ice will pull up on it. I'll be like, oh, thank God, it's so hot. I need to cool down. And then you just kidnap Eduardo. Uh, all right, thank you. Kyle 
Alvorezi. Don't kidnap Eduardo. Yay. Um, I feel like, uh, are, are you 35? I'm not. Why do you love this Jack Ma story so much? What's your connection with this guy other than that you feel like a loser and he's, like, I feel like you need to say something about your age or how you connect with him. Like, I've heard you talk about Jack Ma a couple times, yeah. even like I've been thinking about it outside of your stuff. And, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm, glad I see you. I, I'm just, I'm wondering though, like, What's like what about him resonated with exactly. me? Exactly. I think back when I felt a little more hopeful about things, uh, <laughs> just hold on, just, just hold on. Um, he he became he's very he's a very internet based business leader, like he's very meme and he's got a bunch of business quotes or like just other people quotes. know who this person is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in front of regular people, no. they know who Jack Ma is. No. Uh, really? No. Not in America. I feel like if you have a LinkedIn, you know who... No? Not in America. Maybe I, Silicon Valley. How long do you know I mean, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? You, I mean, I did it in Vegas. It, it, yeah, it, wor it worked. You like, do two minutes on it. I yeah, just, yeah. I don't understand the, con I'm just like, I was like, why this? Like you launch into the story and I've heard you do it before, but I'm just wondering like. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of like a, ra it's, it just sounds like a good, the whole, I guess the whole point for me is like, it's this idea of like, here's this guy who's this like rags to riches story and it's a very hopeful thing. And then it just gets revealed. He's kind of a hack. So. The whole idea of like, oh, there's someone I can look up to. Never mind. But why Jack but, Ma specifically? But yeah, or connected to something else. Is there another person who's nothing? I mean, can you make it into a Trump joke, or can you? I, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a setup to something bigger. Okay. Um, Sean. Well, go up, building off that. I think. Well, I mean, that what you just said. You. I think you should lean into that. Like you. You believed in Jack Ma your whole life. Right. Like this is like a, a god to you. Right. And then one day you realize, like, holy shit, Jack Ma's a, a loser. You think I should exaggerate? Yeah. I say ja Say that you love Jack Ma, okay. and then you you built your life around what Jack Ma did. <laughs> right. And then you woke up one morning like this guy just got lucky. I'm <laughs> fucked, <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, I, I would j just to, to double up on that. I, yeah, exaggeration is always a good idea. Like take take whatever the truth is and then just way exaggerate it because it's just funnier that yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, and then I have uh, I have uh, the same joke with uh, two different punchlines for you about you. You could say uh, you could say I work it. I work with a, a manual labor, mm -hmm. uh, which is where I write pamphlets about doing labor. Cause like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Or, and, or uh, the other one I have is uh, I work at manual labor. That's where I do labor for my boss manual. Yeah, that's oh, what shit. I was thinking. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Oh, boss manual. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, good. Also, I'm proud of you for doing labor. Oh, yeah. There, there could good. be, so there yeah, could be good. a joke of your labor in, I don't know how literary you are, but uh, there's a little book called The Fountainhead where a character named Howard Rourke oh, yeah. goes out and he does manual labor in a rock, rock quarry for a long time because he wants to be yeah. um, an architect. But there's something about labor and manual labor in there that you're choosing to do yeah. it. And like, yeah. I, I got one more where you can say I work at manual labor because I'm a uh, holistic midwife. <laughs> wait, I don't, wait, I don't get it. <laughs> too, too specific. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Manual labor, because going through labor oh, is having a oh, baby. Oh, oh, 
manual labor, labor holistic but that's yeah. wow that's deep okay. ian you're too smart for us Ian levy's officially too smart uh oh uh yeah actually i was thinking too with uh you had the ice joke and i was like uh kind of on that you could do like this is the one job i've had where people run away from the ice truck you know oh nice ice or ice cream well yeah because it's just ice you scream ice cream oh we all scream for ice yeah exactly (laughs) so so i think just really quickly i want to get the fuck off i i I, jack ma the specifics of them to me, I don't seem as important as him just being a surrogate for the overall kind of story of like the character of the arc of like rags to riches, which is why it's like, oh, it could it could be Jack Ma, I mean, it could be anybody, I guess. Like well, then said. name more rags to riches people. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Really? Yeah. Was he ever? Um. Oh, and and um, Julia Child never cooked a goddamn thing till she was thirty-eight. Ooh. She never was. She was never in the kitchen till she was thirty-eight. And then she became one of the most famous chefs in the whole world. So that's weird. Yeah, right? Gives you hope, doesn't it? Yeah, okay. Put your hands together, everybody. Kyle Morrissey. Yay. Yay. And then yay. Moving right along. Uh, Ryan Schooley didn't park his car yet, did he? Nope. Oh, is he still waiting on parking his car? Put your hands together, everybody. Jason King. Awesome. How's it going? How's everybody? Awesome. I, uh... So I was in my room, I was dancing to some uh, hip hop recently, um, and my, my grandma came in and she was like, you shouldn't listen to that, you shouldn't dance to that, because you're overlooking the lyrics. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you, grandma. <laughs> you listen to the Copacabana, all right? The Copacabana is extremely dark, but everyone dances to it because the chorus is so catchy. Right to paraphrase, this is what my hypocritical grandma's been dancing to. It's like her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. She once was loved by all the boys. Now she's gross and unemployed. She drinks herself to sleep, and in her bed she weeps. Her boyfriend used to be so sweet, but he got shot in the face at the Copa, Copa Cabana. And meanwhile, my grandma's like, "Yeah, fuck Lola. Her boyfriend's dead. Copa Cabana." I think uh, it would have been interesting to be in like the recording uh, studio when uh, Barry Manilow showed the song. You know, the guy's just there. He's like, uh, "Gee, I, d- I don't know, Barry. This this song seems like a lot." And he's like, "Just wait until the chorus." He's like, "Okay." Jeez, this fucking slaps. <laughs> Fuck Lola. <laughs> what are you going to dance to next, Barry? There are children starving in Africa. <laughs> ah, cool. Um, so uh, a lot of people think suicide is selfish. Um, I don't think so. Unless you're hopping in front of the train that I take to work. Um, like if I committed suicide, I'd do it in a beneficial way. You know? You know, maybe you're at the gym. There's like some dude who's doing like tricep like push downs, you know, but then on the other side of the pulley is just me. Like two more. Two more and I die. <laughs> do you want to get jacked or do you want me to live? <laughs> you know, uh, jumping out of a building is not encouraged. You know, but people might have a newfound appreciation if you jumped out and onto a target of one of those Hammer Carnival games. Yes. <laughs> you know, like people wouldn't be saying don't jump. There'd just be little kids like, I want the bear. 
And the parents would be like, or the Jamaican banana. <laughs> okay, people are not familiar with the Jamaican banana. <laughs> also, you know, people might appreciate your artistic contributions, you know, if you jumped out and splattered onto a canvas, you know. You know, once they moved your body, it would look like a Picasso, right? You know, you're at the gallery and people are like, ooh, what is that? What do you call that? And they're like, uh, you know, given what he uttered while making the piece, we called it, fuck you, Rachel, you stupid whore, don't eat my Fig Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, suicide bombing is selfish, but if you covered yourself in confetti first, people might look forward to marathons. <laughs> All right, cool. That's my time, guys. Yay! Jason King proving that you don't have to mention the Boston Marathon to mention the Boston Marathon. Yeah! Um, your Copacabana joke was spot on. I put a big smiley face. And Jamaican banana? I don't yeah, know what it's, that it's is. It's one of the prizes they have at Six Flags. It's you like, got to explain what it is. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll choose another prize. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, I'm like a... Yeah, Jamaican banana. Is it a banana with Rastafarian? Yeah, like, pretty much. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, in my head, it was exactly what you said it was. So fair enough. Uh, I had a tag maybe for the the one where you jump off the building. Yeah. You could take two squeegees and then clean the building on the way down. Like a like a cleaning, like a, you know, they clean up. You jump off the building. You're like, this is disgusting. It hasn't been cleaned in months. And you, you know, jump off and you clean it. But Suicide then, for and, and you could be like, well, that wouldn't work very well because at the bottom, you just make it really messy. Ah! <laughs> I like that That's a lot. Funny. Uh, it's thinking about the, I don't know if this is too uh, persnickety or whatever, but the, uh, you might want to go with Jackson Pollock on the. Uh, Oh, on is, the painting. Is that not what? He's the guy that has it. It's very splattery so what, kind of. Picasso. But he's like but that oh, does work. Oh, it I does work if up. you got the eye over here and the nose over here. Maybe that could work. You know, you get that thing because you he's got the one with the you know. <laughs> yeah, know. you want you want Jackson Pollock. Jackson yeah, Pollock. He, was, he got a bunch of. He was the splatter. He was a drunk that just ran around a room and splattered things and I got real famous. Yeah, that's right. for like if you got a bunch of. You're talking to art pedants, you know, which got I'm it. not one. Uh, wait, what was I gonna say? What's the thing? Oh, yeah. oh, that your microphone went out. Push the. Uh, there you go. Yeah. The Copacabana lyrics. I'm sorry if I missed. I missed the beginning of it, but it was. Those are lyrics. Those are actual so lyrics. So I paraphrase the entire song. Yeah. Into like half a verse. That's what the song is. Yep. I had no idea. I, exactly. I think there's a tie-in here with the uh, baby, it's cold outside thing. I just like, people get all be, uh, bent out of shape about that one. This one's about shooting a woman in the face and no one wants to change the lyrics. <laughs> Isn't that worse? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It is about shooting no, a woman. Sh a woman didn't get, her boyfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, See, that's what I misunderstood. I thought a woman was getting shot in the face. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. She wore feathers <laughs> yeah. in her hair and her dress cut up to the air. She would guy and do the cha-cha. But that's just the first verse. But then all the way through, there's like five verses. Yeah. The yeah. She has sorry. a boyfriend she named Tony. The and Rico shows up. Then Rico, Rico shows up. Yeah, Rico just... unloads. <laughs> you don't sing enough karaoke, Daniel Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Other comments? No. Everybody put your hands together. Jason is, King. Is there, is there one oh, one more comment from John Gallagher. Yay. Wait, okay. Now, you said, uh, did, you said suicide bombing. That was like about a photo bombing with your suicide, right? 
Is that what you said? What? I, I, I photo said, bombing did, with the suicide? Did you say suicide bombing? Like a photo bomb with your suicide? Like your falling body? No. I, okay, I think I misheard that. But I thought that was one of the ideas. I couldn't remember if you'd said that on stage or if it was just something I was thinking about. But like turning your suicide spot into like an Instagram hotspot so you can like photobomb with your, your suicidal body would be pretty good. So people wow. taking selfies and they catch you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, or even the best like a practical gag would be like, you know how in the cartoons they do a thing where it's like they're going to jump into this glass of water and it's like you just miss. <laughs> just fucking splatter. <laughs> I, don't know. I love John Gallagher. He's <laughs> sick and gross. Put Thank your hands together for Jason King. Coolio. Your next comedian just searched for parking forever because parking in the mission is impossible. Put your hands together for Ryan Schooley. Thank you, guys. Possible indeed. Um, happy to be here with all y'all. Uh, I'm getting ready to propose to my girlfriend. You know, I want to do it right. Started doing some research on it. Uh, I found this article online called 67 Creative Proposals. And what I've learned from reading this article is that there are not 67 creative proposals. And the reason that I know this is because uh, I read through the entire list and it started strong, lost steam real fast. You know, like first proposal idea, propose at a beach, classic. Second idea, propose with a scavenger hunt, also quite good. By the time it got to 34, his best idea was hire clowns. That was the best that he had. Which I don't, I can't even imagine what that would look like. Like I, I imagine, basically, that's just uh, you meticulously plan the most romantic moment of your relationship, and then you pay clowns to ruin it. Like I think that's kind of how that works. You know, it's like a child's birthday where you know they have the clowns, and it's, it's disappointing and it's awkward. Except now it's your marriage. You know, that's kind of what it is. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't finish the article. Because uh, once he wrote Higher Clowns, there was no point in reading the rest, you know? He was like, imagine how bad those fucking ideas were going to be. That was in the 30s. Imagine how bad they'd be in the fucking 60s, you know? Like, how bad those proposals are going to be, you know? He's going through, he's like, oh, 34, Higher Clowns. 35, Higher Mimes. 66, Killer Parents, all right? 67, Higher Clowns to Kill Her Parents. I'm really, I, I like the idea of someone who actually goes with the higher clowns idea, you know, like he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to propose with clowns. And then he goes through great lengths to stage a much better proposal to throw her off the track, you know? It's like, yeah, man, I uh, set up an entire trip to Paris, brought her right to the Eiffel Tower. Soon as we got back to the homeland, clowns, man, send out the fucking clowns. All right. Um... I don't know. I I want to I want to do I don't want to do a clown-based proposal. I want to do a good proposal. I want to propose the right way, you know. Um I know my girlfriend she really wants pictures of the uh of the proposal, so I'm going to hire a photographer. They have these things they call proposal photographers. Uh, and it costs it starts at 600 to have somebody hide in a bush and like pop out and, and take pictures at the last second and be really secretive. Which 600 like that's that's a ridiculous amount to pay for a photographer to do that because perverts will do it for free, you know? Like, that's like right up their fucking alley, you know? You go to a proposal photographer, he's like, all right, we're gonna do it at the Palace of the Fine Arts at sunset. You get a pervert, he's just like, do it from your bedroom window and she's topless. How about fucking, 
<laughs> You're thanking the pervert for doing it for free. He's like, no, don't mention it, man. By the way, great job last night. Never seen you last that long. My arms were getting tired. It was fucking wild. All right. Bad tag. Thanks. Ryan Schooley, everyone. I feel like the only tag I can give you on the higher clowns is the best part is that the ring is a balloon animal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. cheap. Like, like, yeah. like, although you have to hire clowns and that's an expense, at least it's not. And it might give you an into your ring bit. Oh, yeah. yeah like if you point. do the whole thing and start out with higher clowns. Well, the best part about that is that it's, it's a balloon. The ring is a balloon animal. Oh, getting rings. I got a little, uh, and I love your, I love your joke. You didn't do it tonight, but I love your joke about the baby arm attached to the ring. I oh, think all yeah, of that's yeah. very, very funny. Yeah. Thanks. I I like the guy. I like the idea that this guy, the guy that's writing this, these proposals, is like a like a loser. Oh yeah. Like or like maybe he's been married. Like maybe he's never been married before, or maybe it's like he's proposed <laughs> so many times. He has all these ideas. Like how many real, really, how many different ideas are there? Like, do you really need fifty? Yeah, yeah. You could go yeah. that direction. He listens to a lot of Coldplay, so he's a real romantic. <laughs> I, I didn't have time to write it out into like a joke, but I had an idea where like the guy who's writing it is like a bitter, like he wanted to be a journalist, and now he has to like. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a. This is like yeah, exactly. Like he had a dream, and then he settled yeah, yeah. for. He's writing about cosmopolitan. Yeah, 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 whatever. Sure. He's like the social media manager of the Chronicle. Yeah. 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 Sorry, that was a deep cut against Cole Chapman. <laughs> that gave me an image of like his boss could be like the Daily Planet guy. He's like, we need 67 items out of this, you know, whatever. And he's like, how about 30? Can we have, can we just do 30? He's like, no, God damn it, we need 67. <laughs> we promised 67. We got to fill these pages. I don't know. Why yeah, not like 69? <laughs> well, because yeah, no one does that, that one once they're married. Am I right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I still like the murder suicide for the. Uh, I like. Uh, yeah, you like if you just go like. Uh, it's. It, I know there's all the other items and it goes uh, number sixty five murder suicide. Oh like, yeah, why, yeah, why, yeah. Like, why would that be an item? <laughs> well, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, it is. A, it's yeah, a very romantic, sure. romantic play. You just get in a crypt and you kill each other. It's <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Robert at gunpoint. Uh, hey, put your hands together, everybody. Ryan Schooley! Whippity doo! We have four comics left, and they've been all here, and it's so exciting. And this is the Joke Workshop. Clap your hands together for Hunter Stare! Thank you, everybody. So, um, time machines, let's talk about them. If you could go back in time, do anything, fix anything, what would you do? Anybody? Uh, taking too long, I'm gonna answer for you. Hitler, I would kill Hitler, obviously, just like everybody would. I would kill Hitler in my time machine before he could perpetuate the Holocaust so that I would never have to watch a play about Anne Frank ever in my life. Because that's that's how you really get to the Jews. You got to steal their thunder. Hitler, amateur, amateur. What are you gonna do? Burn all their books? Way to make them go viral, Hitler. All right, all right. Anybody, is, are people still calling each other mommy and daddy during sex? Is that still happening? 
It seems like that should have gone out of phase a long time ago. That's just creepy. I would never, ever want anybody to call me daddy during sex. My wife calls me Flaco Papacito, though, and I'm totally okay with that. That that makes me feel like I'm fucking somebody else's daughter. And isn't that what we all want? To be fucking somebody... <laughs> So my standards for myself have uh, lowered dramatically since I turned 30. Anybody else living inside their plan B right now? Living, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I thought I was going to be, when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be a diplomat or a statesman or something like that. Then two years after college, I'm doing demo and salvage, and I'm like, man, I would perform sexual favors for an HR job right now. Just, just, just just get down on just get down in there for one but uh i am actually an hr anybody uh, talent acquisition everybody ever been anybody ever been a recruiter no it's, it's exactly what it sounds like it's just human trafficking under a different name uh have you ever been through a qualification call with a recruiter all that is is uh somebody basically say hey open your mouth show me your teeth that oh yeah you can work in the house that's good yeah, no, that's, I don't know about that one either. Uh, speaking of racism, uh, anybody, who, who do you think is the most socially insensitive uh, Muppet? The mo sorry, the most, the most racially insensitive Muppet. I'm going to go with the Swedish chef. That's the only one that's an actual uh, racial caricature of somebody. Just a smorgasbord, 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 a hobby, That's super, super offensive, and we only get away with it because everybody is fine with making fun of Scandinavians because they have it so good. You know what I mean? Speaking of which, who's the most racially insensitive Looney Tunes character? Anybody? It's. Yeah, but in a different way, though, it's actually Foghorn Leghorn in a completely different way. I mean, Foghorn Leghorn, that guy definitely voted for Trump. You know what I mean? And he's going to do it again, too. I say, I say, I say Benghazi. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know how to solve the housing crisis, I think, but I need everybody to participate. So we just stop. We just freeze all the eggs, stop having kids, no more grandchildren until there's income equality. Until, until we fix the wealth gap there. Okay. Yeah, no joke there. Just a true thing. So I'm from Louisiana. Anybody else from a place where people say I'm sorry where they, when they hear where you're from? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, it, there's only one way to respond to that, too, that I found. You just say, excuse me. And that's great because it gives them the opportunity to either double down or think, oh, wait, he really just didn't hear what I said. Allow me to repeat myself and enunciate more clearly because he's from a stupid state. Uh, let's see. Um, the only thing I really don't like about California is the approach to the homeless problem. Everywhere else in the world, they actually try to do something about it, you know, try to build affordable housing. It seems like the California solution is to just feng shui their homeless problem. Let's just move them all around from place to place until we find the most harmonious balance. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. That's all I got. Hunter's Dare, everyone! Has an actual, doesn't have an actual for the homeless problem, but definitely has diagnosed the problem. Uh, comments, what would There's a whole bunch of good premises in there, a lot of stuff to work with. I uh, liked the um, the mommy-daddy thing, uh, an idea of, uh, like, if you say, um, I don't, this is an entirely different joke, but it, you would say that uh, mommy-daddy, that's for, like, the early part of in a relationship with the sex, but, like, later on, you, you grow up a little bit, and you just go with mom or dad. <laughs> I don't know. It changed the quarter. Uh, the other one is uh, the um, staffing recruiting. Thing. I like the tie into the human trafficking under name. You could say so you could be on like a call saying, "Oh, okay, I know you need uh, uh, some uh, some programmers or, or whatever." And uh, I've got a um, 
I've got a semi truck full of Lithuanians coming in tomorrow. Uh, anyway, to, to tie into that kind of like whatever in the wire when they had like a whole truck full of Russians. Anyway, that whole thing. But I liked it though. Okay. Uh, I, I thought of uh, another route you could take the uh, the mommy daddy thing of just be like, uh, man, I think it's super gross when people say like mommy or daddy in the bedroom. Uh, like the other day, I was having sex and my cousin says to me, "Yeah, call me mommy," and I'm like, "Ew." because <laughs> he's, he's fucking his cousin yeah okay <laughs> but he's upset about the okay other comments everybody hunter stare coming down to the end we have three comics left keep taking notes and being attentive your next comedian is Ian Bartlestein just fit into a also known as Ian 3. Ian, Ian 3. Ian 3. Ian 3. Call back. All right. Um, got some new stuff to try out. Um, so first, real news. I, I got engaged. I, I did it without looking at the 67 clown-related ways to propose. Um, actually got engaged if, uh, if audience like like the premise, then I'll keep getting engaged every week. Um, but yeah, I, di I did it with, uh, it was a traditional proposal. I brought a bunch of cows over to my girlfriend's parents' house and, and that was it. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, I, I also was, I was reading an article on a website called phillymag.com, which is like the shitty New Yorker. Um, and uh, there's an ad on, on phillymag.com for 39 cheesesteaks to eat before you die. And when I saw that, I was just like, that it probably is the exact number that it takes to die. Uh, even if you spread them out, number 39, you're just done. Um, let's see. Uh, so another thing I've been thinking about is like, uh, I listen to a lot of music. If you are in a band, you can't always control who your fans are. You're getting big, people are coming out to your shows, but then at a certain point, you're just like, how did these people end up being my fans? And I, I think that's probably how God feels, you know? Like, God is looking out and he's just like, my biggest fans, a lot of them, are, a lot of them fucking suck. And whoever said I was a man, you know? So, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about that a little bit. Um, what else? Uh, so, I was someone was telling me that there are dogs in San Francisco that their owners give CBD to, and I was just like, being a dog in San Francisco would be the best animal to be reincarnated as. Like, all of your needs are met. A lot of money gets spent on you. And honestly, it's kind of sad to me because people in San Francisco will spend so much money on their dogs uh, more than other children get spent on them in a lot of other parts of the country. And of course, in San Francisco, a lot of people will adopt dogs because you're, you're a saint when you adopt a dog, but they won't adopt a baby because they're so obsessed with having their own genetic trophy of their, their greatness. So I was thinking about how do, how do you solve that problem? There are all these uh, babies being born in the developing world and all these rich dogs over here in San Francisco. So my advice to babies in the developing world is get yourself a dog costume. 
and come over here to San Francisco. Someone's going to adopt you and they'll, they'll give you great food. They'll give you a little dog Patagonia vest. And by the time they figure out you're a real person, they'll probably be really proud that they raised you so good. And they'll get you into a really great preschool and, and uh, think of you as like their personal project. Um, so that's, that's my solution for redistributing income to save babies in other countries. Um, what else? Uh, you know, I'm going to end it there. Thanks, everyone. Ian Bardenstein with great ideas for the future. Advice, be cuter, babies from other places. That's a cute joke with the dress them up as dogs. I'd throw in something about them making them cuter. Um, And then you said, you know, like these guys, uh, which groups, which groups are being super bad and like, with god you would be having be like nazis who fuck like nambla boys that fuck racist dogs or just say crazy shit and you're fine mm-hmm. um i loved the whole thing about bringing the cows and if you're gonna double down on that like old timey misogynistic stuff it's like i brought them cows and then i asked to rape their daughter <laughs> you know like <laughs> and, uh, maybe that's a little too hard uh, i don't know uh, and then you said uh, on the cheesesteak joke, instead mm-hmm. of to kill you, I'd say it's to not, it's to die. Like how many cheesesteaks does it take to die as opposed to, to make them kill? I don't know. It was, it's very, it's semantics, but it's use the word, I would say use the word, not, don't use the word die, use the word kill. Cool. Does that make sense? Because yeah. then it's more active as opposed to passive. John, what do you got to say? Oh, uh, yeah, like another way you could phrase the, the Philly cheesesteak j- joke is like, at 39 uh, places, cheesesteaks you got to eat before you die. It's like, your reward, the sweet release of death. Like, that's <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, just saying the same thing, but, you know, like exactly a little bit uh, different. Um, and then uh, with the, uh, I don't know, I, d- I did like, I do like the last premise, but it is a little rough just because of, you know, slavery. Uh, <laughs> but, uh I don't know. I'm, I think that is funny. People like just pretending to be dogs. <laughs> just like it's like, what kind of dog is this? The rarest dog, a man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's like he fetches. Uh, okay, a couple notes here. I, the cows joke I don't think came across clearly, but that's a great joke, and I I wanted it to. I don't know. I, I think if you um, if you really hit it, like oh, it was just a very traditional merit, uh, tra- for traditional uh, proposal. Uh, I brought over, you know, 100 cows and I would say maybe requested possession of their daughter. Mm, that mm-hmm. might be a way to say it. That way, you know, it's very clear that traditional means a thousand years ago or whatever at that yeah. point. Um, the original fans of God is cool. I like that idea too. I was thinking about it like maybe God thinks of Jews this way. Um, like you're the original fans. You know what I mean? Like not the ones who came Authentic. along once, once we got, like once I got all popular. They call them the Bay Area Authentic. That's like if you've been a Warrior fan, you're like, I'm an authentic fan. I'm yeah, not a bandwagon like, fan. I didn't just join this shit 10 years right, ago. Right, all these Christians come along. They don't I'm know about Jew. my early stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That stuff really killed They're and everything. They're authentic fans. <laughs> uh, I had almost the same notes about the cheesesteak thing, which was uh, I liked, but uh, you might, uh, the way I would, I have it here. It would be maybe you'd say uh, 39 cheesesteaks before you die. It's like, you know, I don't know. It seemed okay, but like I would just, I think they got the title wrong. Is it 39 cheesesteaks and then you die. Mm-hmm. That might be, the, oh, it's almost the same joke though. And then, oh yeah, great obedience schools, you might say, instead of great preschools. 
Uh, but I don't know if that comes across better the way you said it or jump not. Jump through the hoops. Anyway, that's good stuff. Uh, I also like the cheesesteak idea. Uh, I think if you wanted to just expand it out a bit more, I like the idea of like a journalist calling his wife crying because he has like too much integrity not to eat all thirty nine. But he's like, I'm, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna, I'm so sorry, you know. And she's like, don't, don't do it, please. He's like, I have, you know. It's like it's what Walter Cronkite would want, you know, or whatever. It's, I'm a real journalist, Martha. I love my craft. Yeah, yeah, as he's like crying. <laughs> I can't eat it. Yes, you can. Man versus food, you lose. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Bartenstein. Two comics left. You're going to love your next comic. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. Thank you very much. Uh, it's very nice. I feel like a lot of people were talking about uh, uh, weddings tonight, marriage and stuff like that. Um, something I don't understand is why at weddings uh, is it required to have a witness? Like if you get married in Vegas or something. Like was that ever actually necessary? Was there ever a bit where so I was like, I swear we were never married. The, their partner was like, I'd like to call my cousin Steve to the stand, please. If we could, yeah, get that corroborated. Was, I don't know. I um I would like to get, uh I, I was looking into it. Did you guys know that you're supposed to spend uh, three months of your salary on an engagement ring? That's the that's the amount of money you're supposed to send. So I, I've decided. I think if I was to ever get married, I am gonna wait uh, until I'm unemployed because that I feel like you know, come on, you know. Then I just tell my girlfriend like, hey, honey, you know, I I followed the rule, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. Okay, come on. This, this is, um, my girlfriend she told me recently that she does want uh, a diamond. She said at some point I would like, you know, she wants like a diamond necklace or a diamond ring or something. Uh, and when she told me that, I was like, oh, that's so that's funny because, you know, what I want more than anything uh, is a diamond. I also want a diamond. That's what, you know, that's really what I would like you to get me a diamond. And then she was all like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to get you. Are you crazy? I'm not going to get you a diamond. Uh, which to that, I was just like, oh, great. We agree. Okay. No diamonds for either of us. We're on the same page. This is an equal opportunity relationship. That's what, if anything, she makes way more money than me. Okay. So she should be the one buying the diamonds. That's how I see it. But, um, yeah, she makes my, my girlfriend makes so much more money than me uh, because I'm a feminist. Okay. And in this scenario, being a feminist just happens to also look exactly the same as being very lazy and unmotivated <laughs> in my career path. <laughs> um, uh, I I did tell, I think of my girlfriend though, she, she does seem to be serious about wanting a diamond. So uh, I decided uh, that I am actually gonna get her a, a pickaxe and miner's hat, right? Because I see it as like a teach a man to fish scenario, you know, like I could give her one diamond to make her happy for one day, or I could give her the means to get all the diamonds. <laughs> For the rest of her life and be happy, you know. I don't see what's wrong with that. That's come on. That was dumb. Um, I uh, I'm a millennial. Um, and here's something I generally believe. I don't like when different generations, whether you're attacking an older or a younger generation, because everyone always thinks like, ah, these other generations they don't get me. But I think all generations essentially are the same. Right, like if you take out of context their actions, like if I, if you didn't know any better, if I told you there was a generation of people that had dubbed themselves the greatest generation, you'd be like, "Goddamn millennials, they've done it again." Fucking, 
fucking millennials. It's so self-centered. The same thing. If I told you there was a group of a generation of people that elected a reality star president, you'd be like, millennial. You know, I don't know. It's a time. I think pretty much all generations are the same. The only thing I think uh, that one generation is inherently better is I think old actors were more talented. Right, because people like you know back in the day they didn't have crazy special effects. The most popular movies uh, were tap dancing movies, uh, and people would go to these movies to kind of like get away from their problems. Now, do you know how good you have to be at tap dancing to make someone forget the Great Depression? <laughs> That's so good at tap dancing. That's so for someone to someone to be like, what's that? They're going through the greatest economic collapse in human history. Hold my daiquiri. Like, just to be like, have I got the thing for, you know, you know, the sheer gall they have is just impressive. I almost wonder if, if the people, if the actual tap dancers of the time thought that they were doing, like, a good job. Or if it was more like they were actually just required. So it was more like a Rambo movie where there's like a really great old like tap dancer who's like, I don't do that anymore. And they're like, we need a government had to hire them to, uh, I don't know where that's going. Anyways, uh, I think that's been all my time. I'm Ian Levy. Yay. Yay, Ian. Yay. Yay. And then yay. I love your pickaxe joke. It's so funny. And um, it's so amazing. And the new feminist tag you added to the other thing works really well. Uh, My girlfriend does not like that joke. Well, of course she doesn't. It's a funny, funny joke, though. I'm glad she she has a sense of humor. (laughs) Um, Here's the. Oh, my God. You went. Here's the thing. You do this Ian thing that I love so much and you just do it because because it's you and you're Ian and here's the thing and it just made me remember how much I miss your crowd work joke oh yeah I don't crowd do work I mean I'm sorry oh, I just dear. I know yeah. it's from the old days but I don't it, do it, the surreal stuff no anymore. but it but it, it showcases your cracky voice that you do sometimes yeah, which yeah. I'm just I just heard you do it just once and it wasn't even of your own volition I just love it so yeah, much yeah. I think it's, that's just how I talk no but it's but it, <laughs> it, it, it is but it's voice. one of the it's one of the things that's so endearing about you is this yeah. weird voice crack thing and I feel like when you do the tap dancing Pick an old song. You don't have to try to do a time step, although I can teach you that. Yeah, like I, was, I, need to, come out. I need to commit more. I was doing. I've been going back and forth between uh, putting on the Ritz, great, and then the, what's the like the frog, the hello, my honey, hello. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've tried both of them. I, I think I just got to commit a bit more or to the actual Annie. Act out. Anything from Annie because yeah, it's yeah. a total. It's all about that time period. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. tons of tap dancing, and there's great songs in it. You can sing any of them please yeah yeah so i choose go with annie also because you're a boy and doing girls songs there's something funny in that but i love i love everything i, mean, you I don't tonight. think there's anything funny about uh, that because I'm but with your cracky yeah, voice if just, you come yeah, out yeah. with a... no no okay yeah no that, you're totally right okay uh yeah, i love all that stuff man on the uh the I tap chant joke i thought of you you mentioned you know how uh how great you have to be to make people forget about the great depression i thought about famously all the people that like jumped off a of, they off of buildings in the great depression they might say like uh, they should have just installed the tap chancer on top of uh, every building yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep people from t- <laughs> jumping yeah no i like that yeah, yeah. And you, you could also do the what if thing this was i don't know if this works but like you'd say what if like now when now when or you know now when times are good or whatever what if we saw people tap dancing what kind of yeah, what yeah, heights yeah. of euphoria yeah. could we reach if we saw dancing that good and it was not a depression yeah yeah okay baby all right uh what's i think one of the I, I don't know why but the the diamond jokes already working great but i just have a really funny idea with like 
when you say that you want diamond too, just about the idea about you guys working out a sharing diamond system. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A diamond custody <laughs> scenario. Like it's stupid. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing in the world to me. But like it's already short enough. I think this this will just make it longer. But I just like the idea about all right, I have the diamond, and then you get to you get yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was funny. And then also. Uh, there's something I was thinking about with the the when you're given the the coal and pickaxe, like the idea about uh, how they say like a lump of coal, you know, like with the pressure it turns into a diamond. So it's mm. like you give her a lump of coal, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like, yeah, hey, yeah. shows I believe in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Patience. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Patience. Yeah. Well, Our relationship will be something someday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's good. You're you're so funny, Ian. Clap your hands together for oh, Ian yeah. Levy. Last comic of the evening. Don't stop being vigilant and taking notes and being awesome. Although he's so perfect, I can't imagine we could add anything to his hilarious jokes. I love him so much. John Gallagher. Thank you, guys. I uh, uh, I was walking in my, my place. I live Oakland, California, and I was walking down the street, and uh, I walked past this old man, and I was, in a, I was in a good mood. And this old man just under his breath as I walked by just goes, huh. Looks like your skateboarding days are over. <laughs> and that's just like a, what a ruthless burn for like no reason. This is a good day. And then this man so succinctly was just like, mm, I don't believe it. You're going to die. Like, that's all that is. Like, what kind of, I feel like this is like the weirdest gentrification tax. You know what I mean? Like, this is some kind of treatment where it's like, you get to live in Oakland, California, but every day an old man will remind you of your mortality. Like, that's the tax. It's like, walk down the street, it's like, most millennials are almost 40. Like, oh, God, no. Climate change is real, and you started it. You will never own a home. <laughs> Shit like that, man. I was, uh, I'm originally from Reno, Nevada, and uh, Reno, Nevada is a great place to fucking leave. I will tell you that, okay? Great place to leave. Um, and the weird part about it is it's like it's, uh, it's casino culture, right? Because re- re- in casino culture, with living there, it was like a weird salesman because it wants to be wholesome and creepy at the same time. Like if Reno was a salesman, this is the pitch. He goes like, yeah, you can drink all night. You can gamble all your money away, and you can have sex with a prostitute legally. And maybe you should raise your family here. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like, ew, Reno, gross. I don't like that. Uh, but I found a place that's worse. Uh, there's a place 10 minutes outside of Reno called Virginia City, which truly answers the question of, what if we brought the magic of Virginia to the hills of Nevada? Because <laughs> it sucks. It's a terrible place to go. Uh, and you know it sucks because people are excited to be there. Have you ever noticed that all the ba- biggest cities, people will shit on it immediately? You go to L.A., people are like, this place sucks. Leave. You go to San Francisco. This place sucks. You go to the shittiest towns, people are like, this place is awesome. <laughs> Virginia City is like, what, why, why is this place so cool? It's like, oh, we got a gas station. And you're like, well, okay. That's not great. We went there because it was haunted. They said it's like one of the most haunted places in the country. We're staying in a haunted hotel. And we didn't see ghosts, but we saw townies, which was way worse. Um, and we were in a bar, and we are ordering a drink. And we go up to the bar, and this lady goes like, where are you guys from? Meaning, I know everybody in this bar. Everyone in this bar has either been inside of me, come out of me, or both. Like, that's what that... <laughs> That's what that question means. And so we're like, where are you guys? Uh, or she's like, they go, where are you from? And we go, oh, we're visiting from Oakland. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Why was that? And she goes, oh, we've just been there. And I was like, do you see the hellhole you live in? The only, like, do you live in the hills have eyes? We came here because there's evidence that people are dead. That's the only reason we're here. And it was good. I, uh, 
I did like I did like it. Didn't see any ghost stuff, but it was a fun one either way. I uh, uh, oh yeah, that was the thing. Uh, we were, me and my girlfriend were in kind of a fight the other day, and we're walking down the stairs, and uh, like I actually got a little too close to her, and like I gave her a little nudge, and she goes, "Are you trying to push me down the stairs?" And I was like, "No, I'm guiding you to your future." <laughs> <laughs> It's just like a fun way to, you know, say you murder somebody, I guess. You throw them off a cliff. He's like, no, I'm guiding you. I'm helping you. Time travel to the future. Uh, oh, God damn it. I had one. Let me see if I can find my other one. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Just in time. I, uh, oh, actually, no, uh, Sean was talking about the uh, the Instagram handles on and the hillside. I forgot. I was in Seattle. And this is the like, so I'm walking through Pike Market, and somebody in Seattle had put their their uh, their cam girl handle like out on the out on the the pole and like like on a street pole, and it was like, "Hey, masturbate locally." And I was like, "Damn, what a way to guilt people!" It's like, "No, support your local porn stars. Don't fucking give your money to the corporate ones." I was like, "That's that's cool." It was like hemp cunt twenty four twenty or something. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I want to beat off to I want to beat off to hemp twat. That sounds cool. All right, anyway, that's enough. Bye. John Gallagher, hemp twat, four twenty, yay! You throw away a lot of lines, like that one at the end with the hemp twat four twenty. You just <laughs> threw it out, and it's hilarious. Oh, but you. the same thing with the um, the hills have eyes. You threw it away. You were like, the hills have eyes, and that was super funny. And you like. You almost said it under your breath. Right. Like, right. I, I would, I'd have faith and trust in your stuff and throw it out and wait. I mean, it's just here with us, but oh, you, no. you know how no, it that, That's, that's good. Like, uh, I should sell it. I just, like, I, I, like, I just, I felt like it was lazy. So I'm trying to come up with something better, but that's good. No, but it was, no, the hills have, I, that whole haunting things. I thought that was very funny. I was like, oh, don't throw that away. And your old man burn was great at the beginning. Like, you're being heckled by homeless boomers. Yeah, yeah. Especially with, like, the, everyone's been talking about boomers lately where they're like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. but that a, a boomer, a homeless boomer is heckling you on the street. Totally, yeah. Yeah. is I think very funny and then the last thing is that I, I mean I love all your material sometimes it's just the way that you quote unquote perform it just oh, like when you under breath the hills have eyes but in the same way you did a bunch of funny things and then you said maybe you can raise your family here after all that shitty shit you were like oh all this stuff about Reno's fucking shit and then I do a really happy voice at the end like maybe you can raise your family here yeah but you did it all with like you were like you were like this is a shitty voice and then here I kept with my shitty voice yeah. so like just think about the way that you're acting and presenting your lines because your writing is super funny. Oh. Just like you said earlier, sell it. Cool. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I really like the idea, and I think you could just exp – I don't really have any, like, tags for it, but just the idea of – because it's totally true that people only, like, are proud of their hometown if it's a piece of shit. And totally. then, like – because, like – I have a bunch of like I know a bunch of people uh, who like live in Paris who like just talk shit about it like ah fuck a Paris ah fuck it sucks here yeah, yeah. but I've never heard anyone from Stockton like say a bad thing about it or anything oh, yeah, so totally. I, I just think that there's I think there's like more there you can just expand on like it's a I think it's a really good idea totally. okay. and I not that I have anything specific but just I think you could keep making that more of a bit oh but, yeah that's, that's good idea. Yeah. I just remember Reno got mad at Amy Schumer for making fun of it and they got they, they got they got mad at the Muppets movie. Fucking Reno's so funny, dude. He's like, God damn it, this is our piece of shit. Fuck they'll you. take they'll take umbrage to anything, even though they don't know what the word umbrage means. Oh, totally. So that's it's a, <laughs> a great place to fucking shit on. It is funny. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you guys. Any other comments? Yay, John Gallagher. Yay. Oh. 
Thank you all for being here tonight. Come inside and get a cool Mutiny Radio sticker if you want one. I have these cool stickers because of Sticker Mule. They had 10 stickers for a dollar and they're like die cut. So they're they're worth like two bucks a piece, but they only cost me 10 cents. So motherfucking take a sticker. Put it on your phone. Thank you all for being here so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your donations. Thanks for taking the Instagram pictures. And please, please, please like Mutiny Radio SF on Instagram. I don't know how Instagram works, but I know it's important. Uh, you're all important. You're all great comedians. Thank you for being here. Hey, we're all going to Delirium. Go to Delirium next. Yay. Or wherever else you go. Tequila Mockingbird or I don't know what people do. All right. Thanks for being here on Joke Workshop. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Apply now through November 30th. Bye. Bye.